Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hey, by the bookers, just a heads up. There's mention of sexual harassment and rape in this episode. If these are issues you're facing in your own life, please reach out to the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-HOPE. That's 1-800-656-4673 to be connected with a trained staff member from a sexual assault service provider in your area. Hey, Jolenta. Yes, Kristen. You and I are big fans of advice columns. Uh, yeah. Some might even say we're advice columnists ourselves, or at least wannabes. <laughs> Based on how often people write to us with questions, I mean, I kind of suppose we are. And someday, if we continue to work really hard, maybe we'll be one of the greats. You mean like Eugene Carroll, author of Elle's Ask Eugene column? Yes, and also author of the new book, What Do We Need Men For? Well, how about, rather than try to be like her, why don't we just talk to her? Ooh, I like that. Let's do it. Because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalanta Greenberg. And I'm Eugene Carroll. And this is By the Book. That's right. It's time for another Buy the Book bonus episode, our Between Seasons treat for your ears. And today, we're talking with the one and only E. Jean Carroll. E. Jean Carroll is a journalist and advice columnist. Her writing has appeared uh, basically everywhere from Playboy and Esquire to Saturday Night Live and Spin. Her Ask E. Jean column has been part of Elle magazine since 1993. And she's also the author of the new book, What Do We Need Men For? A Modest Proposal. 
This summer, E. Jean landed on the cover of New York Magazine when they published an excerpt from her new book in which she accused Donald Trump of raping her in the mid-90s. Trump responded by insulting her and trying to delegitimize her claims. And a little over a week ago, E. Jean responded by filing a lawsuit against him for defamation. E. Jean, incredible. Such a shiro. Yes. We love your new book. So much. Yes. We Thank just you. adore it. We've been it's devouring phenomenal. it. Um, our producer, Nora, just cannot put it down. None of us. We just, we love you so much. And we are so thrilled to have you here with us today and buy the book. Thanks for coming in. Let's just get right into this. So in your new book, you list the hideous men you've encountered and what made them hideous to you. But to be clear, at the top of this list, you also say you don't hate men. We love men. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just that we, I don't love them to run everything. Yeah, I yes. know. That's not good. It's not yes. going well. It's not going well. No. One thing that Jolent and I were talking about before you got here was how impressed we are that the way you talk about some of the things you've had to survive with these men, we're talking sexual violence, we're talking about brutality, strangling, a lot of terrible, it's very intense, terrible, terrible things, things that you've had to survive with these men. The fact that you're able to talk about it and still strike a balance between telling the truth and still having a sense of humor and matter-of-factness that doesn't make us want to take your book and put it in the trash bin. How do you strike the balance between both of those, being readable and completely honest about all this? You know, what the thing that struck me when the book came out was I honestly thought when I was writing this book, that everybody had had lots of hideous men just like me. Turns out, we never speak about this in my family, but my sister, after the book came out, she said, I have an almost identical list. No. We had ne- <gasps> she'd been held in the car by her boyfriend at knife point, and he, no. he said he was first going to kill her and then kill himself. She was at a business lunch which was connected to a hotel. We all have business lunches in hotel. He said, well, let's talk about the project. I have all the data upstairs, mm-hmm. and we have some well, PowerPoint or something. And she didn't think a thing. She preceded him into the room, <laughs> bang, went the door. It's my own sister. It's like, and we don't, you know. So mm-hmm. the surprise to me was that everybody's not going through this. Thank God. So I have that light tone because I just thought everybody would be knowing what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right? I do think and a we lot do of, on, on different levels. You do. It's, it's relatable. Like we've all experienced some versions of what happens where we're not yeah. safe or don't know how right. we got through it. But it's yeah. a lot. But, but let's let's be yeah. frank. Only a few dozen people have been raped by Donald Trump. Yeah, it's uh, numbers are low. Yeah, I mean they're and, rising. Yeah, yes. numbers are low. Actually, women are coming up to me now. Yeah. I bet. No woman ever wants to go forward and say anything about the president because he'll say not good things about Yes. Him. So women come up to me on the street and say, I had something similar. Mm-hmm. I had a beautiful, tall, I was sitting on a park bench, and I'm taking a nap, frankly, because I was. So <laughs> woman comes over, and she says, excuse me. I look up, and my head kept going up. She was, Jolenta, how tall are you? About 68. Yeah, she was Jolenta's height. <laughs> And blonde hair and absolutely gorgeous. And she had a little girl with her. She looked like, you know, the queen of Norway. And she said, I just wanted to tell you that when I had my first job, I said, as a model? She (laughs) said, yes. She said, Donald Trump sent his attorney to my agent with a proposition to have sex with me. Mm. It was her first job. 
mm. in New York. Like, but he said his attorney. So <sighs> uh, we don't, you know, we really don't even hear what's really, mm-hmm. uh, and not just with him, but with many men yes. in power. But I, I have to ask, you know, this book seems to be written at a time where this stuff is more welcome, more more accepted a little bit, or we're willing to hear about it more. Right, right. Is that why you decided to write this or make no. your list now? No. You can't come forward in this country about an assault because a woman always does it wrong. Mm-hmm. She's I mean, where no there. matter what, we're either too emotional, yeah. we're too logical. I've been called a two-bit have... Lena Dunham looking for attention because, no, like, a high attention. school teacher yeah. was a dick to me. Yes. Like, nah. no. Or you're wearing the wrong thing. You oh, shouldn't yeah. have flirted. Yes. Why did you come out now? Why didn't you come out then? Why didn't you come out in 2016? Why didn't you mm-hmm. wait for mm-hmm. after the, you know, you couldn't do anything wrong. Right. So I had a really good reason why I came out now. And the reason was after 2016, I re- where many women came out, mm-hmm. women started to write to me yeah. and say, should I report my husband? Should I report my <laughs> son-in-law? Wow. And so I'm, you know, saying... Yes, go to the police. To right. go to the, and so I'm like full of, as Joe Biden says, malarkey. So <laughs> I talked the other day to my sister Candy, and she said, you know why you came forward. I said, well, because I had all those letters. She said, no, Ma and Dad are now both dead. <gasps> oh. Oh, my gosh. I got chills. It's and so was, I could come forward yeah. The yes. limits, we, like, don't even know that we I put on ourselves. I did not know, Dorothy. I did I didn't know. start thinking about this stuff until my parents said they were getting divorced. And I was like, also, I was assaulted. And I was yeah. like, why is this happening? Oh, like, you know what? All bets oh. are off, though. Like, it's just sort of a, like, with that, like, big shift or with, like, a structure that right. you feel is keeping you in place breaks. You're like, all bets are off. Let's get raw. That's like, it. That's wow. it. So it all came out. All, everything wow. that my mother would and father, it would have just killed them. Wow. Yeah. That's so fascinating. Because even though this is a common story in a lot of ways, it's still heartbreaking when somebody you love goes through it. They don't want to hear their daughter. No. Yeah. I mean, that's heartbreaking. I fell for the, I hate to use the word patriarchy, mm. but I'm going to use it. Go ahead and use it. On this show, we use that oh, word sometimes. Oh, we say it all the time. I hear you. You don't use it much, though. Oh, really? <laughs> I think it a lot. Okay, so... <laughs> I fell for the line that the patriarchy has been leaving on us for 10,000 years. In other words, I was a chin-up girl, Mm. and I smiled. No matter what happened, chin-up, chin-up, chin-up. I put it behind me, move on. That's the whole thing. That's what men want us to do. Right, and that's— They want that chin-up, and they don't want us talking about it. Right, and that's why you say—like, didn't you say you're part of the silent generation? Yes, yes, and the stupid, stupid, stupid silent generation didn't change anything. Can you you break down what that silent generation is just for our our listeners? Okay, those are women born during or before World War II. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I was born in the 40s. So if a girl— got in trouble, she did not talk about it. She put mm-hmm. her chin up and she smiled. But so I would argue that, that chin up. Yeah. I would argue that we still have a lot of that in today's yes. world. One hundred percent. I don't think that's yeah. I don't I, I don't think that's completely changed, even though I think it's what it's, it's expected still and when people come forward, they're getting that backlash of like ugh. even from women of like, yeah, we've all dealt with this a thousand times and we don't say anything. Well, the way we change is we do culture, say something. 
Yes. yes. The way we change the culture of sexual violence is now we open our mouths, we stop mm-hmm. smiling, and we say exactly what happened to us. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm going to say something that Meghan Markle, the great Meghan Markle, has said. Oh, I know. She's the one and only. She said, women, we've been speaking up all along. It's time the world listens. Whoa! Yes. I'm like, I got tears in my eyes. She's... Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's I a femi- she's a feminist right. superhero. Oh, we love her here too. We love her. But I know. so I I do think you know there has been silence and chin up, but there have always been whispers though too. There have mm-hmm. always yeah, been whispers, true. and sometimes there's been confiding in people we can trust or we think we can trust, and they don't listen. Mm-hmm. We whisper or we confide, and there are a lot of people who don't listen, and people need to listen when we talk. Exactly, and they tell us to keep it to yourself if you want to get ahead. Mm-hmm. Don't make. Waves. Exactly. Or even worse, just like, take it as flattery. Yes. Oh, my. G- well, exactly. Because uh, men yes. always have to be interrupted by their work to, like, accept yeah. comments on their bodies. Yes. That You know what? Do you know who Joan Hamburg is, the great broadcaster in New York? She's been on the radio since the 60s. Joan Hamburg said to me, because we were talking about this, she said, E.G. and you and I both got our first jobs in the 60s. She said, we expected men to hit on us. Mm-hmm. Expected it at the office. That's what we expected. And it happened all the time because that was the rule of law. That's so, what you get for leaving I mean, the house, I that's what you get for going that's into the workplace. Exactly. Uh, yeah. in, into a man's domain. Yeah. This Which is, is the world. Cool. Wow. Yeah, Must be so nice see, for them. See, that's, yeah. Yes. So, I mean, some things are very much the same, but I do feel... There are some people listening in a way they didn't used to. Like, a Me Too story never would have made headlines in the way it does now mm-hmm. 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Mm. Um, well, we have several people to thank for that. We have Jody Kantner and Megan Tuohy. Mm-hmm. We have Ronan Farrow. Yes. We have Jane Mayer. These are all great journalists who have worked around the clock getting these stories out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so it's the journalist backing the women's stories because yeah. a mm-hmm. woman can talk all day long and know, uh, well, do we have to say that point zero five of rape people who do rape are convicted? Yep. Point yeah. zero five. 49 yeah. out of 50 assailants are let free. Yeah. So women are not believed. That's one of the problems. But women are now said, well, screw you. Here's my story anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and they say it anyway. Uh, women are not believed. Isn't that the truth? Well, we're going to take a quick break. But when we're back, E. Jean is going to tell us about her own journalism career. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. 
They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. We are back with E. Jean Carroll. And E. Jean, before the break, you brought up the importance of journalists. And we have to point out you're a journalist yourself. You're a very respected, celebrated journalist. I would say prolific. Yes, all of the above. Respected, (laughs) prolific, all of that. Good heavens. And (laughs) no, you've you've written for some of the greatest publications in the world. And of course, you're an advice columnist as well, who's very, very respected. So just want to talk a little bit about your journey into that, because in your book, you talk about how when you were in school growing up, you really were just like majoring in boy crazy. You oh, just the you were, most boy crazy. And you just. were not thinking about academics. Your brain never. was not in I the never game. read a book. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> so dream how, life. So no, how do you no. go from being a boy crazy person who does not give a damn about books to being one of the most respected journalists of the modern age? How does that happen? I just, when I was like 10 or 11 or 12, we were sitting in the living room. My father ran in from work, waving Time magazine over his head. He said, they printed my letter in the letters column. <laughs> the neighbors came over. No. His letter was in Time magazine. And I thought, hmm, this is interesting. I want this every day. <laughs> this is really nice. So I started to fill the mails at 12 with proposals, story ideas. Stop it. No. That's, I, that's what I, now I have goosebumps. That's that's it. You were just mm-hmm. always drawn to this. To you wanted your name in telling print. stories, sharing stories, so, being in time. From the age of twelve, I didn't sell my first magazine piece until I was thirty-eight, and then I just oh, kept I love it. I just said, you know, because I just figured, you know, I just wanted to do it. Yeah. But then it hasn't stopped from there. 38 no. onward, it's yeah. just been, your name's been in print ever since. And then yes. I read a book. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah. That went well. I yes. know. Green Mansions and then Robinson Crusoe and then I was off. That was it. <laughs> oh, you know. love and it. then that before it. you know it, you're writing a bunch of them. Yeah, right. What do you know? You know, give a kid a book, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about your advice uh, column and your history of giving advice to people. What are the most common themes that you see in the letters that you receive? Uh, Are you serious? (laughs) You know the common thing. I don't care what it's about. Her religion, her career, her children, her friendships. There comes a line in almost every single letter where the cause of her quagmire is revealed, and that cause is a man. man. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Oh, oh my God. So mainly, if I had to say what it's about, it's about how to find love, Mm -hmm. how to find your purpose, how to make sure your children are happy, how to be a size six, unfortunately, and how to live a valuable life. Those are the themes, but the real the quagmires and the embroilios are about the co- the problems that are caused trying to get right, those like the cogs in yeah, the yeah, wheel that's, are that's are men. All right, yeah. well, this is actually a great segue into advice time because Yay! many of we our listeners so wrote or called in when they Yay! found out that you were coming. 
Fabulous. Are you ready yeah. for some questions? Oh, yeah. All right. First up, we have this voicemail. Hi, Kristen and Jolenta. This is Jenna. I'm calling because I need some career advice. I've been at a job that I absolutely love for about three months. And even though I love the work, the manager is really difficult to deal with. And I'm one of only two women on in our department, so there's a lot of toxic masculinity I have to deal with. Um, I was approached a couple weeks ago about applying to a job in another department, and I did, and I was interviewed, and they're offering it to me. Um, it's at the same level as I am now, but that department has much more room for growth. There's a way better manager, and it's in a way better environment. Um, so I feel really stuck and unsure of if I should stay at this job that I love and hope that it gets better and hope that I can be a part of the change or do I move on and hope I don't regret it. Uh, I think you guys are great. Thank you so much. Bye. We are all staring at one another. <laughs> we're all, we're there are all lots of hand movements and heads shaking. Yeah. Woman, take the job, the yes. new job. Please never, do. <laughs> never wait for the change. It doesn't take, change. Exactly. I've done it. It doesn't. Be the change. There we go. And yes. give a really good exit interview. And if they don't ask for an right. exit interview, give them uh, unsolicited email feedback about why you left. And that can be the change. But you don't have to suffer to be the change. Yes. No. You don't have to. Yeah. Embrace this opportunity. They yes. want to give you another chance somewhere where you can grow. I mean, as Eugene said, take that job. Yes. Like, yes. Take it, please. Do You don't have to suffer to, like, do good in the world. You can, like, enjoy your life and make positive changes, I think. Yes. And if you're happy, frequently you have more energy to go out there and make changes than if you're miserable. Sometimes, sometimes misery makes us less effective. Mm, yeah. Totally. All right. We have this question from Lola from our Facebook community. Uh, Lola says, I'm in my mid-30s and feel like I'm doing my life wrong. All mm. my friends are getting married or mm. having babies or working in careers they love or all of the above. Meanwhile, I have yet to find a lasting relationship. I'm not passionate about my job. I'm still renting an apartment instead of owning a home. How can I get past this feeling that everyone else is succeeding except me? Oh, my. Maybe you're doing everything right. Yeah, yeah I was like, you got a dream life. No complications. Right. Minimal obligations. No, she. you are doing everything right. That's what you're doing. You're doing everything right. You cannot see on the inside of these people who are now married with children. Mm -hmm. It is you cannot see what's actually going on. Mm -hmm. Don't buy the outside wrapper. As far as you know, you may be the happiest person. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. That, yeah, and I would I say, like, it? markers for success don't have to be, like, car, baby, spouse, No, house. those are yeah. not markers. Yeah. They're, they're are, just arbitrary things that were, you know. Jolenta, tell her out. what the marker of success is. Uh, if you feel okay and, and like, are hopefully putting some good shit in the world. Yeah. Do you feel exactly. loved? Right? Do you have people yeah. who love do you, you love and people? That do you love them yeah. back? That's yes. it. And are you happy? Yes. That's, that's the marker. It. Is That's there it. love and is there happiness? Yeah. You're fine. And yeah. also, like, what you're saying, I mean, to paraphrase it, don't compare your insides to other people's outsides. What you wow, feel inside. exactly. Or don't compare their highlight reel to your hustle. Because mm. what you're seeing on Facebook, Dude, that's, that's not from me originally. That's from Sofia Amorosa, who hosts a show oh, called Girl right. Boss. But mm. 
you know, their highlight reel, anybody can look glossy on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Anybody can look like they have the best life in the world. You're seeing that one second where the kids were sitting still and hugging right. you, not the other millions of seconds every day. You're not seeing like that late yeah. night fight that they've had five times already that week, you know? <laughs> no, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's just a lot of milestones that she feels like are right. passing yeah, her by. D- doesn't own a home yet. That, and, fine. No one owns That's a home great. anymore, right? What? Isn't that the whole fight between millennials and, okay. and boomers? I have advice for you. Get your best friend and go on a road trip. Oh, that's great advice. And I think road trips help you figure out what you really want to do with your life. I don't think you know what you really want to do yet. You're still Mm -hmm. young, so I just don't feel that you know what you're you're excited about. I'm picking it up from your voice. Mm -hmm. I would say get a friend, go on a road trip. And uh, by the time you get back, if you go, you have to go 3,000 miles, okay? Minimum Minimum. 3,000 miles. Do you agree? 3,000? Oh, yeah. I love a road trip, too. I've done half of Route 66. I've I've gone to 40 of the states. I love road trips. So don't you find out who you are when you're on a road trip? Oh, yeah. And even better, you find out who you're not. Ooh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so let's send her on a road trip. Perfect. Okay, good. I love it. Have a good trip, Lola. (laughs) (laughs) we're going to take another quick break and when we come back we have one more listener question for e jean carroll life is a highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches but there's only one mccrispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. All right. We are back with journalist E. Jean Carroll, and we've got one more listener question for her. This one's a voicemail. Let's hear it. Hi. I love E. Jean Carroll. I'm so excited you're having her on your show. Um, My question is, does she have advice for women over 40 who are single or divorced on where are the great guys? Like, where are the actual best places to meet men if you're adamant about no online dating. Everything about online dating creeps me out. Um, so are there just certain places that she recommends that the smart, <laughs> cool, funny, normal guys go? Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> What's your hot take? Where do you get all your men? Well, My mom also wants to know. Yes. This is... So difficult and so simple. Mm-hmm. You go where the men are. There, that's <laughs> it. You go to the sports bars. I'm telling you that. Go where the men are. Go, go play on a softball team. It's very. Join a skeet club. You know, go shoot some skeet. Mm-hmm. Do you play golf? 
That's where they are. A lot of them are there. Do you just, if you don't play golf, you can go hit some balls, right? Mm -hmm. I don't. She didn't say what town she's in. No. no, she didn't. But every town's got a driving range where you go hit balls, and th- that's where the guys are lined up and wear cute outfits. Yes. <laughs> the whole thing is wearing a cute outfit to a sport, something sporty. Okay, there you go. There. Done. That's it. Love that's it. it. Easy Love keys. it. So different from my advice. Yeah, well, Kristen's oh, okay. advice is get over the online shit because that's where Kristen met her yeah, husband. Yeah, I met my husband online. I met him on Tinder. I have and to say. Of course you met your husband on Tinder. That's because it's the widest yes, choice. That's and, the thing. And so what I say is if you're going to go where the men are in today's world, do you know where the men are? They're online. They're on Tinder or Bumble. One of the two. That's it for our questions. We just want to thank you so much for your time, for all of your honesty, because some of these topics are so tough to talk about. But for you to be so open about everything and forthright with us, we really, really appreciate it. But you you made a world where women could talk. Yeah, seriously. Thank you. Really appreciate it. We're just going to try not to cry now. Yes. You're the best. (laughs) (laughs) Let's all cry. Yay. Yay. That's it for this episode of By the Book. Huge thank you to Eugene, our guest. Big thank you to Nora Ritchie for helping set up this interview like a champ. Andy Kristen's daughter is our editor. We want to thank her, too. Thanks to Nate Wida, who composed our theme song, and to the Rizzos, who perform it. Not to mention thanks to Chris Bannon, our chief content officer, and Daisy Rosario, our executive producer. Please stay in touch and also send us any questions or suggestions for future books for us to live by. Our email address is kristenandjolenta at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at jolentag, at Kristen Meinzer, or at buythebookpod, or leave us a message at 302 492 6657. If you like spelling, you can spell it out 30249books. And don't forget to rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or the Stitcher app or wherever you listen because it helps people find our show. It helps us stay fresh in the charts and we want to keep making stuff for you. And if you haven't already, tell a friend about the show. Tell an advice columnist about the show. Write to an advice columnist right now and say, listen to Buy the Bug. Tell a journalist, too. Be like, hey, journalists, spread the word. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Are you going to follow the prescription of the book? <laughs> um, yes. Because once we destroy all the <laughs> yes. men and then we sell off their elements and we right. make roughly a dollar, maybe a dollar and three cents like, per man. one portion of a Birkin and live my life. Stitcher. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.